0: Hey, welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the role of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan. And I'm Cody. And for the first time in a month or so, we are actually building worlds based off the role of a 20-sided die. So how are you doing, my dear friend?
1: Um, I am scared of this, you wow. know? Like, it's been so long since we've done this, and I don't know what to do.
0: I, I will say it was very hard to write this one because we had, like, that. First, the topic, but second, we haven't done a world in over a month, and it's like getting back into the groove. So I think that's part of the reason why mine's like half the length of what it usually is. But, yeah, yeah, this is one of my shortest worlds ever. It's barely over three pages.
1: I so. um well, mine's longer than yours for the first time ever. But I, I enjoyed writing this world.
0: We'll get into. I'll talk about it when we actually start um, settling down. But Cody, what have you been enjoying recently? So I think the only. Well, okay. There's a
1: couple things.
0: Okay. Now that I thought you were to be like, okay, it. Jordan, you're gonna complain about Batman for an hour. So here, let's do that first. But anyways, well, Cody,
1: yeah. Well. I mean, we do need to get to that. But one, I've been playing Doom Eternal. Nothing new there. I'm almost done with the yeah, game. Nice. Still, like, I really like it. But, but it's I like Doom 2016 better. You know, and that's all there. Yeah. It's just they added a lot of stuff that I don't feel like meshes together really well. I think that's just
0: a sequel issue. Sequels just add a bunch of stuff that doesn't need to be added. And I think it does. It hurts a lot of the games that
1: way. And, you know, I understand they can't just release a map pack.
0: same thing, yeah.
1: (laughs) For Doom and be like, it's a new game, you know. But the problem is just, what to me, what they added didn't benefit the game and made the game kind of more frustrating to play. Like, the game is all about frantic movement and, like...
0: Yes, you said this like four times. And
1: (laughs) then they they add stuff to the game that interrupts that to make it more challenging. And I'm like, well, you did make the game harder. That's true. But kind of the fun of the game was that like frantic jumping and movement and flying around the world. Um, So you should have done that better, not made it harder by making enemies that make you move less. Um, they give you like, so I just got like a really cool weapon. It's called the crucible. It's like a lightsaber, but doomy. you know, awesome. Can't use it. It's too good. No melee option. I'm like, oh, come on. Like, let me punch things or stab things. Like you give, you gave me a new toy and then you're like, don't, but don't play with it and then they like put in oh, a, they, a
0: cool sword Holy!
1: like Christ. in the level you get the crucible and then right away they like drop you into an arena where you can use the crucible and it's like awesome and you can
0: never use it ever again
1: and but you have to get like these specific energy bar things to use it and they're nowhere in the maps because it's too good of a weapon like it's way too it's, powerful it's a
0: really cool looking sword dude and
1: you just it, it stays in the pocket and that's 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 really depressing. And they also give it to you right at the end of the game. Like, there's one level left, and and you can't even really use it. I'm like, well, like... Then what was the point? Why? I would have rather you not given me the BFG and just give me the Crucible and more ammo for the Crucible. But instead, you know, the Crucible just sits on a shelf. That's fine. Whatever.
0: Um, I mean, that's usually what you do with swords is just put them on a shelf. Yeah, but I don't even
1: use the sword as the Doom... But then the Doom guy has a sword, like, on his arm, and you can't even really use that without triggering a glory kill. And the problem is the the enemies you can glory kill easily are too easy to kill, so I end up killing them instead of glory killing them. It's just, like, it just kind of feeds back into itself. But I'm still really liking the game. It's still great. It's just... I think I enjoyed Doom 2016 more. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like I'm complaining about it, but it's because of how much I like it. So that's one thing. The other thing I've been doing is watching Riverdale, which is trash, and I love
0: it. Yeah, Um, it's some of the worst trash I've ever watched in my
1: life. The latest season... Just uh just uh they did the satanic panic where Dungeons and Dragons is yeah, evil. And I, and I I I
0: didn't watch it, but I listened to a podcast where they reviewed each episode because I wasn't I would rather listen to a 30 minute podcast than watch them do the actual show. So it's yeah, terrible. It's,
1: it's really, really, really bad. And I'm yes. like, Wow, you just keep digging it deeper somehow. I was talking to my brother before this and I was like, I don't know how they could make the show dumber. And then they made the show dumber, and I'm like, whoa, I thought that you'd found the bottom. And they just keep digging God, and keep finding what? more they're stupid gonna keep,
0: stuff. It's going to keep getting dumber somehow. Like That's yeah, well, the that's whole the thing. theme of Riverdale is it just keeps getting worse.
1: Yep, that that is true. <sighs> uh, but those are the things that I've been into lately. Well, that and building computers for people. Check me out at mythicpcs.com.
0: Yes, mythicpcs.com.
1: Anyways, I need to get, um, like, a sticker I can put on computers, like a logo. I, I need to make a logo, and I haven't done it yet.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the whole issue with making logos and stuff. S- says the guy who is uh, a Twitch affiliate and has still, 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 still not made my own emotes yet. And I've, been <laughs> an, I've been an affiliate for, like, a year, like, a year and a half now, so lazy um so yeah <laughs> definitely watch my streams at something i guess zero zero they're super good and you can use emotes from other people's streams on mine um but <laughs> so cody we're gonna talk for i i said i'll give myself 10 to 15 minutes on this just so it's not too long i feel like but, you
1: need more time than that but go Bat- ahead
0: so 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 i've been going through a huge change in my life we don't have to talk about it but um uh, my brother like i talked about on either the bonus episode or something gave me batman um, arkham knight for um, technically my birthday and like you need to play this game it's really awesome story is like the best i've played in a game turns out it's because he hasn't really played that many story games that's why it's the best and um i love my brother to death and i hope he never listens to this because he will definitely punch me in the face over this but the story is not that great and the game is one of the more frustrating things i've ever played so you know batman he's batman he's about like you know Fighting with his hands, like using gadgets and like being a detective and figuring things out. So that's why about half of the game is spent inside the Batmobile's tank mode, just blowing stuff up. Because Batman's the finesse superhero who thinks it out first, rather than literally driving through buildings and blowing up tanks. Oh, but b- b- get this because Batman doesn't kill. When you are driving through the city and you accidentally run into a thug, they get shocked to the side and go unconscious rather than getting smashed by the pretty much fast-moving tank called the Batmobile. You are literally driving through people and they're just like, oh no, you're getting shocked rather than getting crushed under the wheels because that is not lethal. Batman doesn't
1: kill. Have you have you watched the cosmonaut? No, uh, I, 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 I like
0: skipped through it, but I did not sit and watch all 30 minutes of it now.
1: Jordan, like, I just don't understand you sometimes because I send you these things that it's like 30 minutes long. Jordan, it is, it's not, it's tailor made for specifically you. It is like all of the things you talk about at length this person does really interesting and fun <laughs> reviews of and you're just like I couldn't be bothered I'm like but it's like okay. it's like when I send you a coheed song and you're like I don't know and I'm like it's he wrote a comic book for it how can you be o- just okay with it and it's just that's how I feel every time I send you something. okay
0: okay fine I, I I will watch it this week but I saw it was 30 minutes and it's like I'm too depressed to sit here and watch stuff about Batman for 30 minutes.
1: (laughs) One bit of hilarious editing that probably got him copyright claimed. And I don't care because it's, it's like the best joke in video form.
0: So then like game physics, literally you will drive through the same fence every single time and the fence will explode and there will be like shrapnel everywhere and then when you go back to that area later the fence is back up perfectly fine and you drive straight through the same fence well you like... know and that out of my favorite is thing is i drove and i crushed all the supports of the building and the building was literally floating and i was just like this game is great this is this game is freaking fantastic well,
1: you know, you're you're missing the point here. That like, um, you know, he's supporting the economy by giving a fence builder something to do.
0: <laughs> yes, I mean, he's like, man, I'm making cash. Like every every two hours, because this is all supposed to be one night. So like every hour, Batman just destroys this fence, and I have to build it up before he comes back the next hour. and just just rips through it again.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it's, it's you know, it's a whole livelihood. It's it's like the thing in the in Spider-Man where there's like people whose job is to clean up superhero mess,
0: which I thought that was a cool world-building thing, but this is just nonsense. So 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 thinking about Batman, like I said, like half of the game is spent in a tank shooting other tanks that are all drones so you're not killing people, which wouldn't make sense be- whatever because a remote-controlled drone probably has less finesse than actually having a person in these tanks. But whatever whatever and then they're like oh yeah the arkham knight is a super cool villain but literally half the time he's like oh batman i'll kill you i'm so angry it's like he sounds like a petulant teen rather than like an actual like cool villain and so split okay actually i'm not gonna really spoil it, but they like build him up this whole time it's like oh he knows all batman's moves he he can like counter batman at all these turns it's like super like he's super competent fighter And so, the last boss fight, which I just got to this weekend, guess what you're doing? Like, you would expect... Using the tank? No, no, no. Close. But you would... Well, actually, so one boss fight, you have to fight him in a giant tank. In another boss fight, you're fighting him in a tunnel as he's driving this drill thing. Like, ah, where do you go? I'm gonna kill you, Batman! Ah! And it's just like, okay, okay. And then finally, Mm -hmm. the last boss fight when you have the face-to-face confrontation. I thought it was gonna be a cool beat-down thing, like in Spider-Man, where you finally fight Doc Octopus and you have like this cool, like, fight and like you're like bare-knuckle brawling with Doc Oct. I thought it'd be this because they build him up as a super tough fighter. He's on your level, like all this, and you grab him. He throws a smoke bomb, disappears like magically, and then jumps on top of like this thing and has a sniper rifle and is sitting there trying to snipe you while he calls in more dunes for you to beat up while you go have to run under him like hidden and then jump and hit him once. He disappears. There's no brawl. He's just sitting there on a freaking gargoyle with a sniper rifle. Like, it takes away all of the fun of the game because you don't get to fight him. You just have to fight goons. It's the dumbest... They build up this guy for literally 20 hours of game and just have him perch with a sniper rifle.
1: I mean, it makes sense to me. Like, I'm not seeing the confusion here. Why know?
0: wouldn't he fight you hand-to-hand when he literally has told you, I can counter all of your moves?
1: Yeah, you know? The thing is, though, that that scene in... in uh... In uh, Sherlock Holmes, where, like, Moriarty and Sherlock Holmes do, like, the brain battle before they even fight. That's lame, and that was stupid, and instead what you should do is jump on top of a gargoyle with a sniper rifle.
0: Okay, Cody, 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 are you, like, are you legitimately saying that's super stupid, or are you just being sarcastic? Because I'm about to throw my computer through a wall. I was being very sarcastic. Okay, because, yeah, because that kind of stuff, especially if you build this guy up to be your equal... I would want to see him actually be your equal outside of cutscenes. So, like, I know I didn't want to do a bonus episode on this because we've been talking about this. Like, the cutscenes are the only time you see him and Batman go hand to hand. Yeah, why? why would you want to play that?
1: Why wouldn't no. you want to actually fight him? Because if you if you do that, you do it wrong. So the game has to take control away from you at that point and they can play you a movie that they've decided is good. But like that I way literally don't like,
0: I was excited cuz I'm like okay, this is going to be super cool. It's going to be a super hard fight and they don't let me fight him. I didn't get to fight him. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, because like, you mess the, it up, and the they, they fight know
1: what the fight's supposed to look was like, so they don't him, want you to mess it up.
0: So the first big fight was him surrounded by a bunch of tanks, which was super dumb, and literally, it's like, you shoot him once and you have to run away so he doesn't keep chasing you and shooting you with a big gun that can destroy you in two hits. And then the other one is literally driving to the tunnel, waiting for him to find you, because it's like, where are you, Batman? It's like, I'm literally just sitting here, waiting in front of the tunnel that I have to drive through and do little tricks so that you will, like, run into the mines and blow up, but it just... it. it they set up this super cool thing, and then they give you the finger. And yep. then the other thing is just like – it, it's to make it harder rather than, like, making more, like, difficult enemies. They'll, they'll do a little bit of more difficult enemies, but then they'll just throw, like, 10 of them at – 10 of the difficult guys at you, and then the next time, 15 of them. And the next time, like, literally had to fight 50 guys in a room, and it's just like, you are kidding me, right? I'm fighting no, 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 the best 50 way to, guys the best way as to scale Batman.
1: difficulty – is just is just either flat hit point scaling, just double the hit point of the enemies, or just have twice as many of them. That's the that's the best way to do difficulty. Or I don't see what your problem
0: more is. Difficult bo- there are no real bosses in this, other than fighting them in, in a tank. I don't want to fight my boss in a tank.
1: But you're Batman. Like, Batman's the you know you here. know I I, I
0: I took I took out Two Face. I thought it was gonna be like a super cool confrontation with Two Face because you know you have his what did you, you fight him you in a tank? Friends, and then like you freaking and then Two Face got burned because of you literally and so he's like super angry and like of course there's like five or six goons with him just running around and then literally i snuck attack to two face and um beat him in one hit and then i beat all the goons and that was the the whole fight he was walking around with a shotgun that was the whole like literally it takes out all the cool stuff about being batman like Spider-Man, you actually brawl with Tombstone. You actually fight um, the Taskmaster. There's a huge, really cool fight with Doctor Octopus at the end, and that's all you doing. You're dodging and hitting and actually doing all that stuff. Batman, you don't do any of that, and yeah, well, it's if you so did it, frustrating. You do it wrong,
1: so they have to do it for you. I, I feel like, like I've already covered this. this is you know? this like, is
0: where I'm like truly seeing like all of your cynicism towards video games. Just in this one game. And I was just so upset.
1: That is like a more extreme version of the thing that bothers me so much in games is when, like, that's why I don't like cuts, like, um, quick time events is because I'm like, well, I don't want to, like, I understand at some point it's always dealing with an abstraction, you know, pushing forward on the stick equals running, but what I don't like is when they've established a method of movement and then have to take you out of that to do something cooler. I don't want like, just, I feel way cooler when I play dark souls than when I play something that like, um, uh, well, even kind of something like uh, Bayonetta, because it's like, if I pull off a good series of moves in dark souls, it was directly connected to the buttons. It wasn't like, Oh, and then randomly this event happens that you couldn't control. Like, it makes it a lot more grounded to me when it's, like, directly connected. Like, maybe one or two, like, in Doom, you have a glory kill. That's the only, like, quick time attack you have. But other than that, it's like, you're just, jumping is jumping, you know? It isn't like,
0: like oh, you did the jump event, you know? Well, that's that's why I liked about Devil May Cry because like you can be very good at it like comboing and knowing like seeing an enemy with a shield and knowing to do a certain weapon on them and then another guy behind him and moves to hit him a couple of times and like like managing yeah. all the enemies like that and it does have the same problems we just throw 50 enemies at you but like at least the different enemies have different special things about them rather than now we have a big brute goon with swords on his hands.
1: Well, and like what makes um, you know, in I know I talk about Dark Souls a lot, but it's just kind of the fighting game that I've played the most. Um well, you know, like even we can say this with um uh what's it called? Horizon Zero Dawn. Like oh, please. what what like the most fun fights in that are something like you know, 1v1 you versus like one of the like cat guys with a gun on its back and you're like dodging and like you know, you like pull off a shot, you throw it on a trap, then you like dodge, roll, flip out of the way, and all that stuff feels very immediately connected. They're not adding magic things that you can suddenly do it by like tripping an event or something like yeah. that. It's like just when you like press,
0: um, R triangle in Batman. You, if someone's on the ground, you immediately bash their head in. Also, Batman right. kills everybody he fights. He literally murders As Batman everybody. Does, yeah. Like. When you're hitting someone with metal on your hand and you're punching them into the ground, like their head is already on the ground, and you're hitting their head onto the ground, you're punching through their skull. Yeah, you something's got to
1: give there, and it's not going to be the concrete <laughs> yeah, it's not
0: like you Yeah, are. Or, like, when they do that, they show, like, the concrete cracks. Like, you killed that man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Skulls don't beat concrete, usually. Yeah. <laughs> that person's probably dead.
0: The other thing we could have talked to talked about which was way better was i re-watched um the last half of neon genesis evangelion and re-watched um end of eva with a friend and i forgot how good it was actually because it, it was a very good um anime and i know we've talked about on the show you were mixed but I, I'm, I'm leaning now towards the good again but anyways
1: i mean cody it's it was time sad. To get to the show
0: before you say any yeah it is sad. It, oh let me tell you when you're going through a big life change like i am right now watching something like that will wreck you because there was like i woke up in the morning confused. i just i stared at the ceiling for like like a solid 10 15 minutes and it's like man what even is my life right now so um cody i mean we can't really do what was last week's episode when last week was just talking about um right our writing process so but what is this week's episode my dear friend
1: uh a nice world
0: the technically it's called god loves you world or write a really nice world so um that's (sighs) that's
1: yep that stuff
0: yep this is hard for me to write because i i I find it very hard to write a world where there's not some sort of melancholy or some sort of um source source of negativity in which the characters need to overcome and when i told you i was going to do something like that you told me that's not nice and so i did it
1: well um the way you, that's not exactly what you said but okay i'll, I'll I, let I, you I, i'll let you tell this
0: story <laughs> shut up cody you know i like the just uh, uh, gosh exaggerate i don't like this i lot. do know that i'm giving you the finger in my mind right now but um so that's fine. let's roll for initiative and i'll talk about mine a little bit before i start because i don't like i don't like my world but i don't necessarily think it's bad it's just that i don't like it you roll for initiative okay thing? Ooh, i'm going Thank- first <laughs> I, I rolled at 18 so unless you did 19 or better then. i rolled the 10 okay so you're going first um i'm kidding that's obviously joke so my world i decided to kind of go like to a point do like a creation story type of thing like like a creation story type of thing but also like the last time I did like a truly nice world was our cute world episode where both you and Diana didn't do cute worlds in the least of um, you. What was ha- mine. I don't remember. You had like the, um, I think that was the one where like the cute things were like destroying people or something like that. There was something. No, that was Diana. No, no. Diana where the world was like cute. So they didn't kill it, but like slowly like absorbing the person that landed on this planet. And yours was like, yeah. where it's like you had like the, the war between the cute people and the like, Whatever, like you had the one where you talked to the voice that was so like high pitched and grating that your dog started howling and running for the door.
1: I don't remember <laughs> anything that's ever happened in my life. So, I just
0: remember you your know. dog was so upset he was literally scratching at the door, howling, "Get me out!" And you're just like, "Oh, <laughs> that- Bob, Bobby, no!" And like had to that open did the door, happen, and let him yeah. out. That was so funny. But so so mine's sort of like a, so when I did my cute world, I did like you know the birds and like the squirrels and all of them like got along, and I kind of went along those lines for nice world. But I I I decided to be a little bit more vague with my stuff, but also do like a creation story. So you'll see what I mean. But this is one of my shortest worlds, and I apologize. Um, here's my part one geography. I hate my life.
1: I'm just I'm waiting for this.
0: It's like having like the it in me the good like that everything in the world is still good while being being in a place where I don't feel like that was very hard. See, I
1: feel like it would have been
0: cathartic for you, you know. Not in the least. Okay, so this is part one, <laughs> geography. All of that's gonna cut, but whatever. The gods have existed in the cosmos since the beginning of everything. They glide through the space between elegantly, creating worlds from their own imaginations. Some gods leave their worlds to grow and thrive on their own, but no god ever cared for his own world as much as the god Xavier. He cultivated and protected his land, watching day by day as the world grew into the image he had sought out. Xavier loved his world more than anything. Every creation within it was special. The god found an empty corner of the space between and pulled together dust, gas, and even ashes to begin molding a world in his hands. He squeezed tightly until it was a dense black ball. Xavier then twisted the world, rupturing the surface, bringing forth mountains and engraving deep canyons. He breathed life onto the planet, causing great trees to form, covering the planet in a dense forest. A bed of rocks made made the foundation of this land, and the vines of the trees wrapped around these rocks to hold, hold them close to the planet. The moisture from the god's breath left small bodies of water across the deep forest. He poked a small hole into the surface and filled it with water so that the trees would always have sustenance. He called his hole the Well of the World. Traveling within would lead to great adventures on the lake of the inside. The bodies of water across the planet were not like the great oceans found elsewhere in the cosmos, but were more like ponds and creeks of other worlds. The trees breathed in the land and produced a thick fog that hung above their branches. The god swirled his hand and broke up these clouds, causing them to move across the world slowly. They do not ever dissipate, but they change from one form to another, creating a white array of dancing caricatures in the sky. But the god was not finished. He found an abandoned sun nearby, took it in his hands, and crushed it into a million pieces. He then circled the star pieces around his planet, giving the trees light to stretch their branches towards. The sky is not lit by one sun, but by a multitude of lights, giving it a heavenly glow. Night comes to the planet when the thick white clouds cover up a star piece, giving that area a local nighttime. Xavier saw, the inside of his hollow, saw that the inside of his hollow planet was cold and dark. So he took a star piece that was circling the planet and stuck it down the well of the world. Inside the well where the water flowed, there would be a light that illuminated that area. The god did not want the star to boil the water and hurt the trees that took in the water, so he took the heat away from the star and let the tree's roots that poke through the well heat the water. Because of the stars, the air circles the planet like a warm blanket. The winds are calm and quiet, and Xavier's world is peaceful. The god, seeing that his planet was unique from those he had seen in his travels, was happy. He decided to take time and create life. Life that will be unique to his world and his world alone. And that is my first part, a very animal planet perspective of creating a world.
1: Um, we did very different.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, sh- <clears throat> <had> no
1: crap. <laughs> Which I mean, I think that's good. Yes, it is. Just, we, we
0: say this every time we do two different things. Like, yeah, it's good. that well, we Well,
1: but anyways. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So I misunderstood what you just said there. Yeah. But anyways, uh, my the title of all of this is called <laughs> Searching. In the many worlds, the treasures are always buried. The mist lays thick like a blanket over the world that Artie calls home. The quiet of the early morning is broken by the base thump of a lava engine spinning to life. The orange veins glowing through the fog highlight the silhouette of a skip built for long and dangerous flight. The Fortuna. The heat radiating off the lava clears the fog as Art misspelled that name. Artie strows out to her skip. As soon as she settles into the open cockpit, she can feel the skip around her like a living creature. The skip pulls forward and takes off into the mist, carving a tunnel through the places between the many worlds. Ari leaves behind a modest home and a little shed for tinkering and her family, but she will return with stories of adventure and daring and pirates and mysteries.
0: Ooh, pirates. Okay. Ooh, pirates. You you caught my attention. I didn't care about it until you said pirates. That's not a joke.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. The pirates are, um, I I would say, I don't want to say misleading, but anyways, they're they're just less, they're less relevant than maybe they should have been in in the title. All right. So the mini worlds, full disclosure, I started writing this and then I was like, Cody, haven't you done this before? And I'm like, yeah, like four or five times. It's almost like I have a thing that I like. Yep. So the mini worlds are another like planet cluster kind of thing. Uh, don't hate me I I, you don't. Know, I only have so many ideas I mean same um, here <laughs> the so the mini worlds are um, in my imagining this is not like tied to the reality of like orbiting bodies and suns it's just like throw all that out whatever there's planets floating in mist that you can breathe um, they're all very close to each other and travel between them is possible and common um so the and the space dividing them is safe to breathe right so you don't suffocate if you leave one world and go to another Uh, um light can permeate through and i call it sunlight so you know whatever but there isn't like a sun that you're going to sunlight can permeate but it's always going through like this kind of dense fog that surrounds everything Um, so it's always a little bit dimmer than what we'd be used to now. It always seems like you're seeing everything through the fog, but this does create like a luminous glow. So when sunlight hits clouds, the clouds kind of light up. That's how I imagine this would look as you're flying through it. It's very bright because it like every little water droplet gets caught by, you know, is prisming the light off. So it's kind of like shimmery and rainbowy as you're flying through it. Um, The mist itself has currents and eddies, kind of like a mix between uh, ocean currents and air currents that exist on our world. So this means that there are paths that are easier to travel for ships, um, because that is like the direction air is moving in like 3D space. So... The fact that there are channels that kind of guide to different places means that certain areas are very well discovered and very well developed. So planets and just floating rocks that happen to be on currents tend to be discovered more and more built up. They're hubs of trade because it's the easiest places to get to. But those paths are always like shifting and you can kind of discover new corridors through the mist which means that you are constantly discovering new and interesting worlds that are kind of always out there floating on the outskirts of what's very well-known right now. Um, This has led to the mini-worlds being a very superstitious place, so very much like monsters drawn on the maps. like There are constantly um, tall tales told by skippers about... Um, like these celestial beings or creatures that they see out in the mist, you know, but it's always like, I was flying, you know, home and I saw something. So, it was so the nice world, world like,
0: has oh. monsters in it. That sounds really nice to know that there's a fear of the unknown that can kill you. Great. Thank you. That's a nice world.
1: Okay. So Jordan, I don't know if you know the, the rock solid history of sea monsters. Do you, How many ships do you think were sunk by giant squids? Okay, I know, I know, don't do this to me. Yeah, just, none, because it never do, happens. Don't do this to me,
0: because my coworker <laughs> always does this to me, where he's like, doesn't that, like, smart me, I know more than you type thing. No, 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 you don't know more than me. You're just coming at me with my
1: monsters that you don't know are monsters. They're our myths. They okay, aren't actual fine. I'm monsters. Just, okay,
0: because I just got upset because I had an original idea for this, and then it changed greatly after talking to you last week, and it's kind of close to what you were saying, but not really. But anyways, keep yeah, going. You know,
1: there's. I'm setting up. I'm setting up stuff that's gonna have payoff later. You know, it's like.
0: So you wrote a good mysteries. world, and I didn't. I get it, and that's why I'm upset. <laughs> it's
1: okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe we can do another one of these where you get to write the the sad world you wanted to write. I
0: wasn't set, here, I'll You are after I do my whole world, I'll explain what I was gonna go for and why I didn't go for it. But anyways, are you done? Or are you still so going?
1: Okay um well i've lost my place in my notes again i'm sorry it's okay uh i think kind of like the end of oh so then other thing um climates of planets vary a great deal um i will say this a little bit more in my flora and fauna section but you can kind of guess what that means that the point of it is that when you land on a world it's going to have a climate unique to itself that's not homogenous throughout the planets now i'm done
0: i i really like your world so far
1: it only gets better i'm I'm pretty happy with this one
0: it's like those times when i come out swinging like you definitely came out swinging and i'm just like t- standing here taking the punches like uh shoot i just i should have just i should have just wrote what i originally thought instead of jeez i could have explained whatever this is my forum photo <sighs> Like I said, I'm going for more of like a creation myth type thing with this, but
1: whatever. Yours is fine. Like, I feel like you're harshing on yours too much.
0: I don't know. It might have to do with like my big life change. That's why I hate myself so much right now. Um, The god took special care of his plants. Each and every plant he grew and cultivated himself, for each and every plant was special. He formed his variety of plants to be special. Every flower that covered the ground of the deep forest was different, and every flower was beautiful to him. They stretched out towards the light of the starfield, and they climbed the trees to be one with them. The trees also blossomed flowers that would eventually produce fruits. The fruits were different shapes and sizes, all different tastes, from sweet to sour and even spicy. Because, I mean, a guy loves the world will be a place where there's spicy fruit, because come on. Like, that would be great.
1: Do you mean, like, peppers? That's
0: technically a spicy fruit, yes. But, like, like, I'm thinking, like... You know, because peppers are hollow on the I'm thinking of like an apple that you bite into. The apple's just spicy for some reason. So like a turnip. Turnip's a vegetable. Scream <laughs> <laughs> it. I hate you so much. <laughs> oh my god. Like one of those where there's like no rebuttal. And then it's like, well, thank you, Cody. <laughs>
1: So so in this world there are fleshy peppers. <laughs> oh
0: no, don't say flesh peppers. Ill, no. They're a pulpy fleshy pepper. Oh, oh Cody! You always find a way to ruin my world. Okay. When the fruit grew big when the fruit when the fruit grows yeah. when the fruit grows big enough, it will fall from the trees and sink into the ground where it grows into vines, producing more fruit for the land under the branches. The god feared he was neglecting the lake under the well of the world, so he created a small island where a tree inhabited that space. It stretched far and wide, and its branches reached to the far edges of the well. Hundreds of different fruit and flowers grow on this tree, and its many leaves provide shade for the lake in the land below. The god did not want to fill the world with just plants, but he wanted to create something special. The god took the light from the stars and intertwined it with dust in order to create his first being. He took weeks working on creating a being that would be unique to this world, one that would enjoy what he had created. After he was finished, he breathed life into the being and began to teach this being about the world. He walked with this being until it was time to create another, and then another. Soon the world began to be inhabited by the creatures the God created. Each one was unique in its own way. He created companions for his unique creatures so they would not be alone. Despite the many different beings he created, each one was a being that he that the god loved. There were beings that inhabited the lake beneath the well. There were some that could fly through the sky, touching the clouds and seeing the space between that lie beyond the world. Some crawled amongst the rocks and found homes in the tight spaces. Others walked on two feet to climb the mountains and see what wonders lay at the peak. The god took care of these beings and beings, each and every individual he would visit and talk to showing his love for them and he made it known that not one being was greater than the other so i kind of wanted to be more vague about like what inhabited this world like i didn't want to just be like ah oh, we have squirrel like creatures i wanted to be like okay so this god like he created whatever he saw fit so i will say if you it would be more like this world will look more absurd there's like all these types of creatures that can do all different things and every single one is different yes there are some that are close to each other and like be like the same like species or whatever but like a lot of it is just whatever this god wanted to create there's some that like live like in so the world if you didn't get is hollow and there's some that live inside of the hollow world on this island or in the water under there or in those lakes and stuff but yeah it's just whatever the god wanted to do is what happened i, I
1: like what you're doing with the world like i think it's cool and, and yeah i know we always say this but it is just like a very different tack than i ended up taking yeah. later in mine but i still like what you're doing it's a fun creation story that you yeah, made. You I, know what i mean like
0: i mean i guess i throwing it on too much by saying i hate it but like i i guess this is so much different than like what i usually write that it was just like It seems bad to me, because it's not my usual convolution or melancholic nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, you
1: ready for my section two? Fortuna doesn't know this, but Fortuna is the best ship that has ever been made. Artie doesn't know it either. She loves Fortuna and is proud of the vessel. But if someone were to be keeping score and had perfect knowledge of all things, they would know that at this moment... Fortuna is the queen of all skips. Though that title has never been official and for the most part is always unrecognized. All Fortuna f- I get what yeah. you're doing. I get you are doing the Fortuna.
0: Oh, Fortuna.
1: Does that does that song actually have yes. lyrics?
0: 100% yes.
1: I'm gonna Google it. You after always this, just doubt to be me. Sure. You
0: always doubt me.
1: Why do you do this? Because I trust nothing. <laughs> oh my ever. God,
0: yes. I'll just here. Keep speaking. I'm sorry. I'm gonna just send it to you.
1: All Fortuna felt was the desire for the sky and mist. Fortuna craved the feeling of wind, of winds pressing their wings, testing every joint near to breaking. Fortuna craved limits, but also the solitude, the profound isolation of a long journey. Already safely at the controls and around the luminous void. There was nothing more serene than a shaft of sunlight or moonlight, and their lava drive just rumbling at a light cruise. This was the warm-up for daring dives... Oh, sorry. This was the warm-up for daring dives and banks that they truly craved, but also gave Fortuna time to think, and gave Artie time to talk to her best friend. Fortuna always responded, but they were almost certain that Artie could not hear them. Sorry, I messed up that, that line. Anyways, so we're going to talk about skips because there aren't really animals that matter. Do you want to do you want to know my description of 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 animals? Really? Yes. It's one sentence. <laughs> the animal life on the planet is dependent on the climate of the world. And then the letter D, which means I started typing something else and then got bored. So we're going <laughs> to talk about spaceships instead because that's more fun. Okay. So, skips are the generic term for anything that skips from world to world. That's where the title comes from. And in history, though, skips are also an animal. They were a feathered reptile that originally inspired the idea of flight. So, they're like a big pterodactyl. There are theories that at some point in history, people actually used to ride on organic skips but there's really no longer any evidence of that. And basically all of recorded history has been in the presence of skips of some sort existing. Um, So skips can be boiled down into basically different drive types that we'll talk to a little bit later in like the history section. Um, Different worlds all have their own different and unique designs. Skips are generally built by their pilot or by a crew um, and being a skipper really requires that you have a knowledge of the machine that you're flying because being stranded is a possibility. Like flights can take days, months, or week you know, days, weeks, or months to complete. So frequently skips will have problems over that time. So if you're a solo skipper, you have to have the ability to fix a ship when it breaks. Um, and that's just like a part of it is the tinkering stuff. Um, so conventional skips, as they are called, would be um, the mist moves, right? There are currents through the mist, so yeah. skips can catch that. It's basically 3D sailboats. Um,
0: I, was, I was about to ask if it's
1: more of yeah, like a sailboat. Yeah, I mean, it's sailboat. it doesn't look exactly like a sailboat because it's designed with, instead of, like, water dynamics, fluid, or, like, aerodynamics, which are kind of similar but not identical, mm-hmm. it's designed for flight through the air instead of just in water. Um,
0: So the whole thing needs to be smoothed in air. Rather than just the bottom, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: But um, generally, too, a lot of vessels will still carry some kind of sail, because in a pinch...
0: Because that looks super cool.
1: (laughs) Well, and, you know, in a pinch, you throw up the sail, you're stuck, but you can get someplace eventually. You'll eventually drift to a planet somewhere. Yeah.
0: This reminds me of Treasure Planet, and I love it, because I love that movie.
1: Yeah, it's not an accident. I didn't stumble backwards. This is a combination of a lot of different things that I find fun, and Treasure Planet is definitely one.
0: Okay, cool. If you were about to diss on Treasure Planet, I was about to up and leave.
1: Okay, now, I did for a long time, and then Mandy was like, excuse you, what? Treasure Planet's the best movie ever, and I'm like, doesn't it suck? And then I watched Treasure Planet with Mandy, and it turns out, actually, Treasure Planet and Sinbad are just the pe- the prequels to Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. And all three yes, of those 100%. movies are great, and they were made by the same two guys. And oh, really? I
0: didn't know that. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. So, like, forever, these two guys were trying to make Treasure Planet, and they made, like, three amazing Disney movies that made a billion dollars, and then Treasure Planet, like, bankrupted animated Disney. Yeah. And then eventually yeah, it they did made- not do
0: It did not do good in the box office, which no, doesn't did make terrible. sense because... It's a great, like it's really cool and really fluid. Like I really. Oh, like
1: Mandy's energy. messaging me, so I probably got a fact wrong. uh Oh, oh, marketing
0: was terrible. Yeah,
1: Mandy's messaging me yeah. about it <laughs> um, <laughs> because she can yeah, yeah. hear me. Um, and then the same thing happened with Sinbad, right? Is, am I right yeah. about that, Mandy? Yes, the,
0: the same exact thing happened with Sinbad. It was the same guys too, wasn't it? Hey, Cody, this is bad podcast. Anyway, sorry, my
1: wife's obsessed with these two movies. It turns out they're both great, and a lot of that is in here. So the next drive type is um, lava drive. Which is mm-hmm. fast and loud, and it's basically a lava-powered steam engine. So the way that they carry heat for a long time is liquid rock. Uh, yeah, what's up, Jordan?
0: I took so 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 when I took Nice World, I thought like this had to, Nice World. God loves your world. This had to be one where specifically it was nice or like easy living, and God loves it. You took this as you could do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> <laughs> what I thought of is like.
1: What would be the most cool thing for a deity to create? And I'm like, what if space was oh, breathable? Oh,
0: so you took it less as it's a nice world. It's like nice. <laughs> like you took it as nice and finger guns, not like yeah. it's a nice world. Okay. I didn't say it had to be lame. <laughs> I just said it had to be <laughs> I nice. Lo- I love that. Where it's like, no, 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 no. You're nice world, but. Meant- Finger gun, nice. Not like it's nice. Okay. My,
1: my inspiration for this was me finding out that the terminal velocity for a squirrel is non-lethal. And then I thought about, no. Do you know what that means? It means no matter how far a squirrel falls, the fall won't kill it. Imagine your life if you could jump off a building and it wouldn't kill you because your terminal Wait, velocity- your body can withstand. How is that true? Hold on. If a squirrel gotta... spreads its body out like like does YMCA, it will catch enough wind and weighs so little that it'll slow it down to the point where it, when it hits the ground, it won't hurt it. That's why squirrels can fall off a crap and it doesn't kill them.
0: I need the resources because that's freaking amazing.
1: Terminal velocity for a squirrel is non-lethal. Imagine if the way you got to the bottom of a skyscraper was jumping off of it. Just like ah, funk just hit the ground. You're fine. Like that would be amazing. You could just there's bail out of it. There's you no can just way bail out of an is airplane, no parachute. True.
0: Hold on, keep keep doing your world. I'm now like this is the most intriguing thing. you've you But imagine ever said the to me. daredevil antics. This is the antics. most interesting th- fact that you have ever told me in my I know. whole entire life. I have never been more intrigued by an animal in my whole entire life.
1: By the fact that a squirrel's the squirrel's terminal velocity is non-lethal.
0: Yeah, that's this incredible. Right? Amazing okay keep seeking i'm not so, I'm not I, so the,
1: my, my point the way that ties into this world is one daredevil antics and two i imagined a medium for air that would be thick enough that if you were to jump through it you would gravity's low enough and the air is thick enough that people in this world would never be able to hit their terminal velocity which well, is why this flight also is so called typical.
0: god loves you so how does god love this world cody please well so I, I, I talk, that you just made a nice like finger gun. yeah this is nice well, you know, I
1: was talking to my brother. I, I talked to my brother about weird crap. So Yes, I know you do. I was like, you know, we. I brought up this world idea to him. And I'm like, you know, you really got to think that, like, what would be the most awesome thing? And he's like, you know, it'd be something where, like, the ground was bouncy or something. I'm like, dude, what? And then I was like, it's right back to the squirrel thing. But what? If- how is this God loving you? I don't... Because imagine if God designed a world or, gravi- or the equation of gravity to be such that falling off of crap was non-lethal. You could paraglide without a parachute. You could just jump off cliffs all day. It wouldn't matter. That is the most fun thing I can imagine. So so the god
0: of this world is just reminding me of that cool youth pastor that wears leather jackets and drives a motorcycle. That's the god of this world, is that
1: he's that cool youth pastor. You're nailing it.
0: You've got it.
1: (laughs) Now, let me finish my world. Okay, Okay. so you have have lava drives. They're loud. They're fast. Um... (laughs) They are, uh, yeah, so they superheat. They, they heat water to, you know, make steam turn a turbine. Um, then you have solar sails. These are kind of the most docile and consistent means of travel. It's just a solar co- collector and an electric engine, and that's how they move. They usually also have a certain amount of uh, conventional sailing as part of it. You know, it's like augmented by the fact that they have, like, propellers running off of electric motors. Um, but solar sails are most often used on, like, trade voyages that don't necessarily need to be lightning fast, but just need to be reliable. Like, if you're moving this giant thing, mm-hmm. it's like, it's not going to get there super fast, but it'll get there eventually. And if you have a fleet of them, you just send one after the other, and you know, eventually they get there and there's no delay then, you know, you're just constantly getting your trade path going. Anyways... Um, or like, kind of like pleasure cruises. You'd say, you know, they're quiet. They don't make a ton of noise. Easy to handle. That's what solar sails are for. Um, and then you have reactor drive. These are the least trusted and newest type of flight. It's it's like a fusion reactor in a plane. What could go wrong?
0: I feel, feel like problem, you tricked me with this world. I feel like you the tricked problem me so with hard. them
1: is that so they glow green and luminescent so like the lava drives are orange these are like bright venomous green and they are notorious for breaking down because they're so new that no one knows how to work on them so when they they're like these are the greatest thing ever they run forever and they always break that's 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 reactor drives um and then the last one is soul drives these are fully a myth the spirit of a skip drives itself um, skippers talk about seeing soul driven vessels off in the mist somewhere, but no one's ever actually recorded it happening. No one believes it's true. It's just a tale that, like, this is what all the skippers talk about is, oh, you know, I was sailing and I saw this weird blue craft with blue engines. It was Soul Drive, you know, and it's like, no, that's fake. So then we have to talk about the soul God. of a skip. It, so. Dude. This has also never been proven, but skippers almost always name their ships, and most of them talk to their ships. Um, And when a skip is destroyed, their crew will frequently mourn the loss of their ship. Some people say that the skips will talk back to them, but no one can really ever say that for sure. Like, there's no, like, this is like Ghost Hunters level of science, you know? Like, you're there with, like, an EKG meter or whatever. Like, yeah, no, your skip isn't alive. It's just, you know, skippers are superstitious. Um, But it has become a frequently discussed topic like within society talking about the soul of a skip is not at all uncommon and it's kind of just chalked up to oh like skippers are a superstitious group of people of course they think their ships are alive they're idiots you know it's it's um, cast aside as fiction told by people wanting to be impressive Um, so that is that is my flora and fauna section. That ends with the sentence the animal life on the planet is dependent on the climate of the world. <laughs> D. <laughs>
0: i feel uh, like i a sentence walked, I, is so
1: boring i stopped writing it <laughs> i
0: feel like i walked into a trap with this world where like <laughs> when you told me to do this world i was expected to make a world where god there's no melancholy. it's super nice super like everybody's friends and stuff and you just straight up created the most rad thing i have ever heard in my life and i'm sitting here like god it's all that his creations were happy and i was like oh hippy dippy screw you like, that's
1: not, I don't
0: know. Okay, insane. so, um, but second, so you mentioned the Fortuna ship. I posted all the lyrics, both um, the Latin and the um English lyrics of O Fortuna, and also posted a song, so you can believe me. But also, the poem of o-, o Fortuna is the most melancholy thing I've ever read in my life. And that makes me so happy, especially the last line in the English lyrics is, everyone weep with me. And I just imagine, because there's an exclamation point, I just imagine, everyone weep! Yeah, Duh, let's weep. And it's like, yeah, yeah, oh, Fortuna, It's posted in the Discord, so you don't even have to look it up.
1: No, okay. I, I know, I know.
0: Okay, cool. Anyways, my second... But yeah, O Fortuna is a great poem. I read through all of it um, while you were talking about how much cooler your world is than mine. Anyway, um, society history. I hate myself. The god saw his creations and was happy. He wanted to spend each and every waking moment with them. He had a... connect. I hate you so... I walked straight into a trap with this one.
1: I don't know what you thought I meant for this world to be. Like, don't worry. Like, y- y- deific stuff happens in the last... Well, it kind of has already happened. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Like, I
0: legitimately am so bad because I thought, like, I had to do floofy-doofy God loves you world. And I could have just done something freaking rad. <laughs> and I guess I cut out because you're staring at me.
1: No, Mandy's uh, sending me stuff about Treasure Planet. Anyways...
0: He had a connection to those that dwelt in the lake and those that flew through the sky. He knew each and every rock crawler by name and helped those who lived by the tree in the lake beneath, the, beneath build their homes. But the god knew that he was one and there were many other beings that lived in this world. So the god decided in order to make sure that every being was cared for, he split himself into many different beings, enough so that he could personally accompany every being in every family that was created. Screw you, Cody. The god's many parts took on a form that each being could be comfortable with. Screw you, Cody. For the flyers of the air, he gained wings. For those of the lake, he gained gills to breathe in the water. You should be paying attention. They knew who he was and appreciated his presence through the, throughout the world. I hate you so much.
1: Why are you so mad at me? I'm so
0: mad because your world is rad, and I made this spoofy divy crap. As the god traveled with his creations, he noticed that they became sad. I hate myself because of you, Cody. Wow. He asked them what troubled them. What could he do to make them happy again? They answered, what were we made for? What purpose do we have? We hate to complain. You created such a beautiful world. We are having fun, but what else should we do? <sighs> the god was perplexed. His purpose had always been creating a beautiful world, as was the purpose of all gods. He did not know what was needed for for the other creations. He did his best. He cared deeply for each of his friends. For the fins of the lake, he challenged them to find a way to make it to the very bottom. For the land dwellers, he hid treasures in the soil or told them to write and draw things they saw. This seemed trivial at first, but it gave each of them something to look forward to each day, something to be excited about. To them, it was a purpose." They thanked the god for giving them these tasks and invited him on these adventures. I hate myself so much. From there, the beings each started looking for their own task or purpose. The god told them that he would always be with them and that the true meaning to their lives was finding a meaning, whatever that meaning may be. That's my society history.
1: I don't. I still don't feel like yours is bad at all.
0: Yours is rad as hell, Cody! You painted a motorcycle, I painted a flower!
1: Well, I mean...
0: I hate you so much. You're not wrong. <laughs> no!
1: But, you know, I don't think that makes your flower bad. It's just you did make a flower and I did make a motorcycle. <laughs> just do your world! Just do it! All right. Ah! Artie knows what she saw. Yeah, everyone says skippers all tell tales, but she saw it. A see- A sleek ship with blue engines disappearing into the mist. The mist glowed blue as it flew away. She gave chase. She pushed Fortuna to their limit and then asked for more. But the ship with blue engines could still not be found. But it was not all in vain. She did find something. A planet or a small asteroid, just a flake of rock and dirt out in the mist. She left Fortuna to hover and then shoot it down to the little rock. Wasn't much, but there was a little chest with a note and a key inside. The key glowed blue and the note had some poem with a riddle in it. Well, it must be for some new chest left for some big competition on one of the larger worlds. Or maybe it was a teaser for something new. At some point, we lose track of all of the little clues that have been left in the world toward forgotten riddles. All right, so society passed. People did used to ride skips like the big winged creatures. That was actually the first thing that connected different continents, but that, was, that would be considered prehistoric. Ah, oh, yes. Um, so there isn't much about that the real like beginning of history started with trade and that was done through wind skips, right? So people figured out how to put sails on things enough to catch the wind, to drag them to other places. Um, This is also where the tall tales of celestial creatures began. Like as soon as beings got off of their worlds and into the mist, immediately stories about creatures out there started that was right away um during this time pirates were not at all uncommon because the primary reason that ships were out in the mist was trade um because you know it was these different worlds that would have different resources and different stuff to trade around so that was really what it was was trade and pirates during this time all done through sails the next big leap was solar flight um This is where, like, travel became recreational and possible to be done with either a limited crew or a solo crew, right? So, Mm -hmm. when it was wind-powered skips, that was, you had, like, 40 people on a vessel minimum to get the thing from point A to point B. It was not easy. Um, When you had solar skips, you you could fly one by yourself, basically, or with a minimal crew. You would still use probably some wind sails. But the ability to have consistent propulsion throughout a trip made that suddenly possible. Um, And this is kind of where tourism starts to begin, which becomes very important later. So when people were traveling, it wasn't with these like small vessels. It usually wasn't for a reason. It was just for the fun of traveling. And what this led to was a lot of sharing of popular locations to go. So it wasn't so much like, oh, go here and get a thing. It was just go here because this looks cool or find this. It was more about going and collecting pictures. You know what I mean? It wasn't specifically, like, for trade. Piracy was still fairly common just because, like, the large cargo carrying ships were big and slow and easy plundering. Um the big jump was with Lava Drive. So Lava Drive is where ships got real fast and kind of dangerous. Oh, yeah. Like, before they were, like, slow, fun, mellow, relaxing. Then people powered their ships with these crazy steam lava engines, and that's when they're like, how fast can we go? And, Rock and roll, um, dude.
0: Rock and roll.
1: That turned into, like, this dangerous and competitive... Um, culture between all of the worlds. This was like NASCAR, right? Mm-hmm. It's just how fast can we get these ships to go? And what it spawned, though, was a real need and desire economically for tourism. Like, all the worlds wanted to attract, like, people to come and do something with their ships. So in my imagining, what that would turn into is, like, these big cross world like going to multiple world kind of like geocaching scavenger hunts have become like a main source of entertainment for skippers um now some of that is very um set right like there are known competitions that everyone enters with prizes right that's like one tier But then the other one is it just has become very common for people to make puzzles and leave them out in the worlds. Like it is as much of a hobby to go and intentionally leave a scavenger hunt as it has been to go and solve those scavenger hunts. So it's really common for skippers to be like, they make their money off of doing these big competitions and being like rock stars. But also then people have built out the world to have these little explorable things. And it still has never been so much about going and getting a treasure chest as going and finding the treasure chest. There's usually nothing in it. That's not the point. The point is working through all these clues and solving difficult tasks with their skips that has become like this huge cultural phenomenon. And like the team sport that all of these worlds kind of rally around. I have Um, a really
0: quick question. If you sure. if the God in this world loves me so much, why did my dad die in the, die in the lava drive accident? Huh?
1: Well, okay. I mean, it's still like there are still things that happen in the world that aren't universally positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why, um, why
0: is a um, pseudo Donald Trump president of this world and um letting people die of a pandemic? If God loved us so much in this world, why did he forsake us, Cody?
1: i I have an answer for that if you want to let me get to my last section (laughs) this is society
0: past i'm so bad i'm so bad um i've been sprinkling yeah i know i I, I, i've heard them and i'm enjoying this i really am but i'm so bad
1: and then then the last kind of drive that came out is the reactor drive it is the craziest thing that nerds make basically Um, and nobody likes them and they break a lot and they are very risky. Um, but it's also kind of with the knowledge that in like 20 years, that's what everyone's going to use. It is just like the cutting edge that isn't quite there yet. Um, but it is kind of, it's still all in pursuit of being able to like turn faster, fly longer, fly faster to like find new things on these worlds that they are slowly discovering. Oh, that was the other thing. Um, Lava engines were also the first time that travel was not largely dictated by currents through the um what's it called through the mist. So, lava drives were entirely self-propelling and didn't need currents to move. Like it could you could be totally still air and still get a lava drive to move. So that led to a lot broader exploration is another thing to note.
0: Um, if God loved us yeah, so much and- why did I pull my lover's mangled body out of the j- reactor drive huh Cody if God loved us so much
1: <laughs> so there's like do you want me to give <laughs> you no, the Christian no. answer or I could just give the laziest no, answer <laughs> no 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 no, no.
0: I'm, I'm sorry I'm having fun I'm having a lot of fun with this because if God loved us so much <laughs> anyways
1: well it's because of original sin Joel, Cody, Cody Cody Cody
0: <laughs> oh so there's original sin in your world huh no, there isn't. But you know, <laughs> okay, are you done with your part? Uh, I'm done. You know, yeah. I got a right. You know, I have because I feel bad about myself. I have to bring you down. Anyways, um, society current. The world that Xavier created has grown and flourished. The beings began to create began to create permanent homes in the world. They built houses in the branches of the lake tree, dug tunnels in the rocks, created paths up the mountains, and found air pockets and caves in the lake of the world well. To some. Their purpose, like the gods, was seeing this world strive. They were the ones pushing, it, pushing the advancements, finding a way to connect the different areas and building up permanent habitats. Through the gods' guidance, the beings in different areas found each other. Those who lived in the same area knew of each other and accepted one another, but the god worried there could be a possible clash. clash. But, to his surprise and joy, the different beings united under the star pieces, The God walked with each of them, and knowing that the God cared for each of them, they all knew that they could easily care for each other. So, you know, like when we say Jesus loves all the children, instead of like using that to, um, um be elitist and assert dominance they actually ended up loving each other rather than taking this religion and using it to hurt other people i just want to throw i just don't know why i'm throwing that out there randomly but i just want to throw that out there if you have you know any um, listeners who actually say that they love the world i'm um, just just want to throw that out there um they did not worship the god but instead they thought of the god as a friend a family member and a mentor they built homes for the god and welcomed him in and the god accepted their gratitude The world grew, the homes expanded. The beings traversed to the other lands, and the areas where that was difficult, the god helped the beings create means of travel. Having been split into many forms, he understood the advancements the creatures had made, so he was able to help them communicate their differences in order to make a unified world. The beings created one community, and together they all sought out their own answer for what the meaning of life was. The god was always there to guide them, and watched his creations grow day by day. He enjoyed his new purpose, living every day with his creations. And that's my nice, very, very God loves you world. It's never going to happen again. I just want you to know. Uh, All right. Sorry, I got a little Uh, preachy there in the middle, but yes.
1: (laughs) All right, here we go. You ready for the end? Yes,
0: I am. I'm really excited, actually.
1: You know something? I kind of already did the last section of my world somewhat, but that's okay. I ended up just doing it all in section three. It's it's okay. It's okay. Anyways, let me let me do my bit here. Artie arrived later than later after her distraction. Helios, the home of one of the largest lava foundries, is always bright and warm and full of races. Even on the surface, lava thumpers rocket down streets really and alleys. Alone. I thought you said
0: bright huh? and beautiful and filled of racist, and I'm like, whoa! <laughs> I was like, whoa! Yeah, they're very racist.
1: It's <laughs> filled with racists. Oh my god! Uh, they're. <laughs> The smell of sulfur really never stops. But this year, they had laid down a challenge. Their newest lava reactor, their newest lava/reactor hybrids, can take any skipper further and allow them to see sights yet unseen. Artie intends to prove them wrong. She would swear that on low burn Fortuna could run for all eternity. But across the, but the cross-planet race promises to be spectacular. Spectators crowd the skies and the ground alike waiting for skippers to chase clues and solve puzzles okay so the the part of this that i've already said is basically modern society like a big aspect of it is tourism for these kinds of like big spectacle challenges that are like these cross-planet long distance clue races so half of it is getting there quickest but the other half of it is like Solving puzzles, finding things in like weird structures that they've built. It's intended to be a game. My inspiration for this is just like, yeah, what if people just left Mario Maker crap all over the world? You know what I mean? Like, these are like purpose built puzzles that are fun to solve that are just kind of scattered throughout to be discovered. So on these long races, it's like those things strung together. Like, you have to put together clues or. Solve something to tell you where to go next to get to the end. Um, And frequently, yeah, they're like hosted by people that are like boasting the newest, craziest thing that's going to win the race because, you know, they have the newest piece of technology. Um, These are almost like against backdrops of big festivals and celebrations where people all, you know, like get to hang out and watch this really cool race. It just kind of becomes like a fun community activity to either participate or see them happen, right? All right, now then. The Celestial Homeworld. White columns wrapped in mist line a glowing blue runway. A sound like symphonic tuning crescendos as Wister walks towards her ship. The blue veins of power light the sleek and avian craft. Wister climbs into the open cockpit like the embrace of an old friend. Good traveling with you again, Flax. I am sure you are missing the mist as much as I. The ship hums and glows. In her mind, Wister hears a voice clear as a ringing bell always old friend but you must rest and your family needs you too where shall we go today doesn't matter we will bury knowledge for others to find shift the winds to allow lovers to reunite and paint the mist to inspire awe but i still say we should just introduce ourselves now flax we leave a ladder for others to climb just look at them they've created riddles of their own for others to find and the skips as beautiful as the soul do you know that they talk to their creations just give them time, Flax. We won't need to reach down to them. They will climb to find us. The song of the skip soars as the craft takes flight, dodging and spinning through pillars and around structures floating in the sky. Wister barely has to twitch a muscle, and Flax responds like two dancers in perfect harmony. Others skips fly from the celestial home off to leave mysteries for others to find. So my idea were here their own is gods. that, like, no, not okay. exactly. Um. That's left ambiguous whether or not, like, the celestial homeworld is anything other than just a planet that's more yeah. advanced, or whether they are truly deities. Um, but the idea here is that, like, it has become so prevalent for people to leave these little risk- mysteries and riddles that lead to knowledge that it is indecipherable when they are one left by one of these celestial creatures that people have been seeing in the mists forever. So, these like celestial homeworld has slowly been dropping knowledge and little clues and little adventures for people to go on, on all of these planets, like breadcrumbs leading to greater and greater and greater knowledge with the intention of kind of like subtly guiding society. They do that through these little challenges that people are meant to find. So that's why there have always been these myths of these celestial creatures because they've been leading little breadcrumbs, you know, along the way and leaving challenges. So my idea would be if you're out in the world and you find something weird like Artie did when she found just, like, a random box with a poem and a key in it, that leads to something. But it was left by a Celestial that she saw. Um, I think celestial, huh? a
0: Celestial. Hold on,
1: well, yeah, I mean, like, literally they are. But what that is is, you know, up to you.
0: I know. I, I like it.
1: But I like the idea of, like, <laughs> it's, it's not about, like them reaching down it's about leaving a ladder so that people can climb up to a higher level i yeah, I, I, I like it and
0: again i'm mad because that was freaking brilliant and it's definitely on the list of worlds i want well sorry yeah worlds i want to write a story on in so uh thank you yeah right so, that was so that was so thank you cody because that definitely i could make some really cool stories on that that's that's awesome i do like a good i guess technically space odyssey so it is a little bit yeah, of a space, obviously. it's, it's Odyssey. technically yeah. a space, obviously. So um, thank you. Um, kind of upset, as always. But, you know, when am I not upset? Um, okay, so I guess I meant to do this what I ended up mine, in mind. But the, so the world I wanted to actually build. So I wanted to pretty much do the same thing where, like, this God created, like, this beautiful world or whatever. But it was going to be, like, a world for, like, adventuring. Like, you know, the mountains would be, like, hard to traverse or whatever. But, like, it was always something that you could adventure through. But there was going to be this being in the world because i have to do this, called the melancholy but the melancholy wasn't like an evil being or wasn't like a like thing that would hurt or lash out at people but it was the melancholy was a being that would um test the um cr- creatures of this world so that they would learn something about themselves and like learn and grow through the different like interactions with quote unquote the melancholy because i do believe that while yes you can have a world where god loves you there is nothing without some sort of melancholy in existence so i i wanted that to be but then i felt that that was kind of going against our rule of this is a god loves you world if i have this like kind of ominous figure that in my mind was like this large shadowy figure that would just that would appear to you and kind of challenge you in pretty much you know, it would be something to overcome. Like, maybe, like, you were had no confidence. You would have to, like, do something to gain confidence through this melancholic uh challenge. But, yeah, so that, that was my original idea for a
1: world. No, I just do really appreciate that I'm like, Jordan, write a world that's, like, nice where God loves you. And you're like, well, I have a really good idea for Satan in it that was- world. It wasn't Can I? can i do the satan world it
0: wasn't Satan. (laughs) the melancholy is not satan but
1: it is that no 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 it's 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 like a it's like a rebooted satan though it's like a different kind of satan but it's still like you're you're teasing me
0: but you know what i mean right it's not like evil but it is that presence in your life that is uh, i should have just kept my mouth shut whatever (laughs) i Uh. liked my original idea but screw you cody
1: I don't think that was a bad idea. I think that's a yeah, fine idea. Yeah, but you idea. just roasted the crap out of me card. for something I was
0: really excited about. Oh, okay, we already rolled that one, so let me do another one. Um Okay, this is gonna be interesting. World based off of a season. Ooh, Yeah, that, that, that could be really cool. I like cool. that idea. Um definitely reminds me of uh <laughs> the seasons by Vivaldi, I'm pretty sure. But yeah.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. I can I can take a look yeah, at that. Yeah, but it.
0: um yeah, so uh next week is Christmas, so we probably will not be um, doing an episode well. There will not be a recording for next week but there will probably be an episode for next week but we'll we'll be back um probably in the new year with the um the second audio drama and some new worlds and some other new projects that we plan throughout but um it's been I think it's despite covid being like the worst thing that's ever happened um it's been a pretty good year like for the show at least we hit 100 episodes yeah we hit 100 episodes we changed the format into something that's more manageable um and we had a lot of fun with like some of this new stuff that we've been doing so i, I think yeah that's all in true. all It's it's been a pretty good year for this show even if it has been a pretty bad year for the world so thank you everyone for tuning in during this turbulent as hell um year i know Because of um, COVID, listenership has dropped all across the board for everybody. But thank you for the people who have stuck with us. It means a lot to know that people are still listening despite everything going on in your lives. And, um, yeah, thank you for supporting the show. And we're going to keep providing the best that we can when it comes to entertainment. Anyways, Cody, after that stupid thing that I just did, um, (laughs) what are your plugs?
1: I was going to say I'm going to provide the rock bottom minimum of I, saying that I do a world every week. That's what I guarantee. Anyways, I um, so check me out at the Wandering Gamer Network and also on World Shop, um, the podcast. Where we built worlds, um, yeah. base w- worlds based on the roll of yeah, a 20-sided... Where we base that worlds based on the roll of a 20-sided dice, and also check me out at Mythic PCs. If you read it the wrong way, you could also think about it as my <laughs> thick PCs, as one of my friends but, did, because she Honestly, it's a me.
0: nice little starter of a website, and I... I mean as I've talked to multiple friends about you building PCs, I think that you are the right person to do it and you're not going to rip anybody off. So if anybody does want to build,
1: I'm definitely not ripping people off, but GPUs are really expensive. Yeah, no, right GPUs now, are is hella expensive,
0: but like I think They've gone Can I finish wild. complimenting you really quick? I think you're the right person to go yeah. for because I don't think you're going to be sleazy like I've seen on other sites where it's like, oh, yes, this computer is really great. But then when I look at the specs, for someone who doesn't know about specs, it sounds really great, but they suck. But I don't think you're type, yep. that type of person. So if anybody is looking into PCs or whatever, I think that Cody would be at least, at the very least, a good person to consult on it. So, But I know he does a great job building them as well. Um, that's I'm trying to be nice to you after i was meeting you all up hey i appreciate um, it. and then second you can catch me out catch me out at you can catch me at um something i guess zero zero at twitch.tv where now i do have a regular stream schedule um when available this next few weeks is gonna be a little bit rough because of christmas and holidays but we do we belong the um anime um show where we talk about anime and pretty much Anything that has to do with Japanese animation or other animations such as Avatar, because I know people are like, Avatar is not an anime, but it is, um...
1: Oh, you know, that's an interesting, yeah. that's like a, it, it, it is like, it, isn't anime, of. But it like is anime and it's because yeah. anime
0: was originally the definition for it was originally the Japanese animation is technically not, but it's anime. It is made in the spirit yeah. of anime, it's
1: anime. It's, it's inspired by it, I would call yeah, it, you know and, what and, I mean? It's like Western yeah. thing inspired by um, anime. I mean,
0: also it's based more off Chinese culture than the Japanese, but like you have animes that are based off German well, culture. Well, no, but like, like, like the, the style and yes format, that's what i'm though. saying but that's the argument people say it's like it's based on chinese culture not japanese like yeah but then attack on titan is german so screw you and full Metal right. Alchemist yeah is yeah also german. yeah like anime is <laughs> dragon ball Z is like 90 percent of western but, yeah. but um and then other than that um you can check me out at my other podcast um the Psy characters podcast where we talk about diversity in their culture we recently just did a big episode on tokenism which will be coming out soon but um yeah it's it's they're good talks and it's a lot of fun kind of diving into nerd culture and seeing like where we can be better and and how we have been better the best because you know there are some really awful examples of tokenism but anyways those are my two things thank you for listening this year and we will be back with a vengeance next year anywho we will catch y'all on the flip side Bye.
1: bye